I bet you're wondering how I got here. Today I'm talking about one of my favorite cold open tropes. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i am talking about a specific kind of cold open and that's a uh, i'll get into the terminology but this is i'm hoping to make a series out of it called conquering the cold open which is going to be kind of breaking down the ways that you can kind of open your movie in the middle of things and make something that's very entertaining and kind of get your audience going right from the jump so without further ado let's get started One of my favorite movie jokes, whether it's a caption or a meme, is a riff on the famous or infamous movie trope. A freeze frame of someone in the midst of chaos while the narrator asks the audience, I bet you're wondering how this happened. As funny as this joke is, it's also an incredibly useful technique to craft craft a satisfying and intriguing cold open. So let's dig into cold opens, how and why this technique is used, and how it can be used effectively. Let's start with the basics. So we're getting the basics out of the way. A cold open or a cold opening is a technique used in film and television shows to immerse the audience in the story's action with the first shot. The reason for this name is hard to track down, but functionally it's easy to suss out. If you open your movie with a title and credit sequence, you're easing your audience into the story, maybe taking time to introduce your characters and location as the producer and director names scroll by. In a cold open, you are in the action as soon as possible. The easiest examples are the opening sequences from James Bond movies. Pretty much every Bond movie opens with an action sequence before we get the title and the theme song that includes all of the credits and then we're in the plot proper. Other examples include sitcoms that open with an unrelated joke, serialized dramas that provide intense recaps that lead the audience into the current episode, or introduce a monster of the week, or starting in the middle of your story and then working to the point in question which is what today's technique is. While there's not an official term for it, the key to this technique is starting your movie in media res, or as it means in Latin, in the midst of things. This technique is limited to this particular cold open, but it's the most obvious, isn't limited, sorry, to this particular example, but it's the most obvious. We're not given any exposition or background information up front, and it's up to the movie to provide it via flashback. Essentially, this is a pitch for the movie. Do you want to find out how this character ended up in this situation and how it turns out? If so, keep watching. It's a nice hook to get your audience invested by giving them blanks to fill in. In Fight Club, we're introduced to Edward Norton with a pistol in his mouth, and we're dying to know how the hell this random guy ended up in this situation. It's also a great way to get your audience to care about every little detail, person, and plot twist in your story. It's like catching a domino display halfway through its tip over. You want to you want to key in to what kicked it off and how everything got set up in the first place. But how this technique is used is wildly dependent on the filmmaker, genre, and the nature of the story. So let's go through some of the classic examples. So let's start with the comedy version. The comedy version of the I bet you're wondering how I got here is the one everyone is referencing and thinking about when they make the joke, partially because it's the simplest. In the comedy version, we're probably seeing the end of Act 2 or the beginning of Act 3, when our hero is at a low point and likely surrounded by danger and or chaos, usually with a quick cut to to our clean-cut hero as recently as a few hours ago. Perfect 
and normal and not being chased by gorillas or something. The more ridiculous the details, the better. It's a great method for comedies because you can preview the fun shenanigans ahead and give the audience a few wheels in motion to look out for. For instance, if we do have rampaging apes in our apartment, we'll be watching with glee as someone either gets drunk or opens the cage or a very smart gorilla steals a key. This is also a great way to make the audience feel as overwhelmed as our protagonist does in this moment. Once we see how easygoing their life is, or was a short time ago, we immediately feel for them for having to deal with absolute madness. Admittedly, this is as deep as the technique tends to go for comedies. You might be able to get away with some expectation subversion, which we'll get into later, but it's hard to bend the rules too much, especially since it's a well-known thing now. Hell, I'm not even sure I've seen it in a modern comedy do it because it's a joke. But dramas and genre films can mess around with it. So let's get to the drama version. The drama version of this trope differs in one major way. It rarely calls attention to itself. More often than not, we get the cold open and then we're kicked into a flashback by our lead character, or we get text on the screen that takes us back to four days earlier, or something like that. There are exceptions, of course, see Fight Club, but more often than not, we're getting a glimpse of how intense things can and will get. Biopics love this. We catch our subject at their lowest point, and then we get a flashback via rehab and memory, what have you, to how they started, how they got famous, and how they ended up here. It's a bit of a tired trope and a tired genre, but I do love the t transition in Rocket Man from group therapy to the opening lines of The Bitch's Back to Elton's childhood, which is, I was just a five when I was five. A better example is Goodfellas, where our three main characters deal with a wise guy in the trunk by stabbing him, and Ray Liotta closes the trunk, and then cut to, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Cut to Harry Hill's entire life as a criminal to this point. It's great because it's vague, and the scene has already shown us what Harry's life looks like now, and now we get confirmation about what he does. Dramas also like to play with audience expectations, and may use this technique as a misdirect. Mysteries sometimes show the final standoff without revealing who's good, who's bad, and other times we get an unreliable narrator who guides through the story from their perspective, only to pull the rug out from under us when they realize they left something out and when it comes to light. And if you're really crafty, you can trick your audience into thinking this is where the story is heading, when in actuality it either already happened, didn't happen, or what we thought was happening was wrong. Depending on how well you use this trope in your drama, it can enhance your appreciation or enjoyment of the story. Pulp Fiction, for instance, technically does this without the audience's knowledge, until Jules and Vince go to lunch, at which point we find out they're in the diner our two thieves decided to rob in the cold open. Done well, the scene we started the movie with feels like an, an inevitability and necessity for the story to function properly. And then we get to the genre version. When movie nerds say genre films, they're typically referring to films that began as low-end entertainment. We're talking sci-fi, fantasy, action, horror, and all of their associated subgenres. And genre films are all over the map with this technique, mostly because they like to blend genres. James Gunn's recent Suicide Squad is a great example. The film technically opens with a very long cold open, where the Suicide Squad is chosen, embarks on their mission, and is seemingly defeated and killed en masse before we cut to the team this movie will actually be about. Bring in the title and let's dig into how this team was assembled. Go. It's a long build up to one joke. 
What's interesting is how certain subgenres or types of genre films use the technique is in very specific ways. In horror movies, you rarely see this technique used in a slasher movie, since the cold open is almost always the first kill that sets the tone technique of your killer, and you'd be revealing someone who's still alive at least halfway through the movie. Whereas captivity movies have no problem showing the hero tied to a chair and in horrible shape before showing us what happened. Likewise, for action movies, the genre likes to play open with fight scenes. We're much more likely to see how our lead character became so powerful or the person we see today, see Fearless or the Villainous. Genre films also love this technique for juxtaposition. It's a lot like the comedy angle. Show our hero in the middle of something bonkers and then cut to something very mundane before all of this happens. Some very clever movies like to show, show a shot that's almost identical before showing our hero at better times. And from there, it's fun to watch the subtle or not-so-subtle changes if, as things turn around. Let's, and then finally, we'll get into the pitfalls. As fun and effective as this trope can be, there's some easy ways to mess it up. First, and this just might be due to overexposure, you have to hide when you're using the technique. It's been parodied so much that you need to do it indirectly or do some meta stuff to make it work from the jump. This goes double if you're a teen movie and triple if you're a teen comedy. The second issue is payoff. When you open a movie like this, you're making a promise to the audience for maximum fun, drama, and action. Which means you better have the movie to back it up. As fun as it can be to watch the puzzle pieces fall into place, seeing that puzzle was really simple and boring isn't fun. You can build it over time, but you've got to earn the investment your opening scene gets. The last is less common, but can torpedo a movie halfway through. If you're attempting any kind of misdirection, make it count. Audiences like twists, but hate feeling like they've been lied to. For instance, if you make your narrator a liar at the very end of your film, not great. The cold open from J.J. Abrams' MI3 toes the line. We've got an intense interrogation for the opening scene where Ethan's wife Julia is presumably about to be killed. But we find out this was a ruse to get more information and that someone else was killed wearing a mask. Heck, they've already established a bunch in this film. If it, they revealed that this was some kind of clone or tech we hadn't seen before, that's an entirely different story. Starting a movie in the middle is a great technique if you've got the film to back it up. You can build anticipation and excitement or give your movie some punchy energy. Just make sure the journey is worth it. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.